to Fight Capital, where we enter the ring of combat sports business. I'm your host, Ryan Rappaport. Today, I'm joined by Eduardo Terrero Alvarado, a bantamweight fighter hailing from Sinaloa, Mexico, and now fighting out of Tijuana. His journey into the world of MMA began as an unexpected transition from being a fan to a professional fighter, but now he trains with some of the best, best athletes in the world and two weeks ago won via TKO at Supreme Fight Night Tabasco. Eduardo, thanks for being here today, man. How are you and where are you joining from? Hey, uh, thank you much for having me, first of all. And um, I'm here in TJ right now. I'm in TJ. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in, in my apartment just getting a little bit of a rest. I train uh, in the morning and I'm about, as soon as we finish, I grab my stuff and just go do some uh, physical training, like conditioning. Yeah, I mean, I'll say that's one thing. You're always out there hustling, even on the road. We were at Nacionales. You had all your gear with you and your guys are getting <laughs> it in, which, which I appreciate uh, as someone who's on the road a lot. But I'd love, man, just to tell me a little about your story because you grew up in Sinaloa. You moved to Tijuana in 2007. What, what was that journey like and how you fell into MMA and then like what aspects of the sport kind of caught your attention? Bro, I mean, I, I always talked about it like this and it sounds super cliche, but it is. It happened to me like that. It was just a, a bunch of coincidence and a bunch of maybe I, I talked about it like destiny. I was I was maybe destined to do what I do. And uh, I, I grew up in Sinaloa, as you said. And back then, we didn't even know the sport. I mean, if any any time I watched it, like a glance of it, I don't I don't remember because I I don't remember knowing about it at all. So once I got to TJ, uh, I met uh, one of my first friends here in TJ. He introduced me to the sport. Just he he invited me to his house one time to a UFC pay per view. I didn't know what was it, but I didn't have many friends back then here in TJ. So I just wanted to go out, you know. I went to his home, a bunch of guys were there, and then they started watching uh, UFC. I really don't remember which one was it, but it was back like in 2008, that was, that was back. So th back then there were not many UFC events. It was once, once a month or once every two months. And uh, I don't know, uh, as soon as I got a glimpse of it, something happened in my brain that I just fell in love with it. First, first as a fan, because the first time I saw it, I was like, well, what, what is that? I, I, I love that. So I just started watching and watching and watching. It was difficult to watch it back then in Mexico. So I had to like look for in uh, swap meet places for old DVDs. And, and so I can watch like old fights and everything. And, um, that's that's why I became a fan. That that was like for a couple of years. I, I used to watch every UFC event that there was around, even past events, as I said. And then uh, life put me in front of a, a fighter back then. He was popular here, and then TJ. His name is Henry Briones. He's a UFC vet, and back then he was already popular as a fighter right here in the in the local region and in the Mexican circuit as an MMA, which wasn't that big back then. And I met him, we became friends, first of all, and we became very good friends back then. And then he started training me for a little bit. And then after he started training for a little bit, he invited me to Entram back then. And I started fighting, bro, like the amateur first. I got a few fights, am, uh, amateur fights, and uh, and the rest is history, bro. He called me one time. I, I was still working. I had a full-time job. And he called me a Monday. I remember he was like, hey, you want to do your debut on Saturday? And that was in La Paz, Baja California. He called me on Monday. He told me that we will fly out on Friday. And I was like, heck yeah, let's do it, bro. I used to work from Monday to Friday. So I just uh, got sick on Friday <laughs> at my job. <laughs> and I, I flew out on Friday, fought on Saturday, uh, flew back on Sunday. And I, uh, I was 
at my office on at Monday. Like it never, like nothing happened. And after that, uh, I, I, I kept on working for a little bit for a full time job. It was over a year that I, that I still work and train as I could. But I don't know, man, I, I just convinced myself that it was something that I wanted to do that I wanted to try. I mean, I, I, w I was getting good at it. So and it just fucking I don't know, man, it gave me a lot of motivation, a lot of happiness, a lot of like a lot of direction. You know, I, I never felt that before in my life that it was just something that gave me motivation to just do my best mm. daily and just a goal. It gave me a goal in life. And uh, in December 2013, I quit my job. And as of January 2014, till this day, I've dedicated myself to training all day, <laughs> full-time. I, I mean, anyone who follows your content knows that. Uh, it's crazy to see how much work you've been putting in. And I know leading up to the fight at Supreme Fight Night, you were putting in that work, man. Can you talk a little bit about how you prepare yourself mentally and physically for that fight? And you know, you've had all these recent training camps with a bunch of UFC stars. So do you think that contributes a little bit to your success there as well? A lot, man. I mean, throughout my career, I always credit, like, the first time I trained with uh, UFC fighters or UFC champion, it was here in San Diego. We used to cross-train back then. And right now is my, my home for training here um, in the Lions MMA. And the first time I remember I started training there, and the first time I got to spar Dominic Cruz, that was just... It was life changing because I don't know, man. I just saw him. I saw the way he he approached training. I saw the way he approached the sparring. He he visualized everything. He he did everything like a true professional, and uh, that changed my life. And it changed the way I saw myself too, because I I was doing, as you can say, good in sparring. You know, sparring and fighting are a whole different uh, stories, right? But I was competing at sparring with the world champion, you know, I was, I was not getting like blown out of the cage and that helped me a lot, like mentally. Cause I, I, I realized that I could achieve things in, in, in this sport, like, like great things, like UFC level things. So I always credit those guys. I, until this day, I, I mean, I, I talk a lot with, with Dom and I, I appreciate it cause he's, he's always been there. You know, every, every time I, I, I reach out to him. He, he's he's been there. And he has like some of the best advices in the sport. You know, he's one for me. He's one of the brightest minds in in the game at all at all of all times. And I, I always try to like learn a lot from him. Even like from third person. You know, I always listen to his interviews, listen to him talking to someone else right there in the gym, and I speak to him myself. And then that 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 was crazy, man. Back in the day, I always credit that as uh, a point forward in my career. I mean, everything that dude accomplished and what he was able to do just from a, a strategy and tactics. I mean, he changed the game for a time where people were like, how do you how do you beat this? So it's so cool that you could experience that and like have that in your life and as part of your training as you come up. And, uh, you know, I knew you were around Yair and getting ready alongside him with his fight. You know, the I think a lot of people kind of talk about the fact that he trains at this Aztec temple at 10,000 feet you know ten thousand feet above sea level which is amazing but i know when you and i got to talk about it you talked a little bit more about kind of like the energy and spirituality of that place and i would just love to you know talk to a little bit about what that's like uh training up there and like in solitude up there bro that was that was amazing i i've i've never experienced that before never going uh, I, i've never been to the otomi ceremonial uh place and it's just a legendary 
place. You know, every great Mexican fighter has been there before. So as, as you said, the energy you feel there, I don't know if it's just yourself, you know, you talk yourself into it because what has happened in that place before, all the, all the guys that have been there before, and you just suck up all that energy that's left behind or, it, or it's just myself telling that I have to do like better, you know, and you're just isolated too from the world. And, and that's just great for a fight camp. You're by yourself with your teammates in the mountains and all you got to do is like train and, and, and it, it's, it's awesome, man. And, and doing it alongside someone like Yair, it, it was, it was a great experience that I, that I, that I got to live and, and I'm, I'm grateful for that, man. It, it was, it was back in December, this, this last December that I was there, it was for the Josh Emmett fight. And Yair Rodriguez, and I was there with him, another teammates, and uh, Coach Mike Baye, which was the one that invited me. Yeah, another thing I loved watching, you know, just being there for that preparation. And you had all these amazing influences and people that you're around, right? Like Brendan Moreno, Yair, uh, Yasmin. You know, how, can you talk about, like, as a Mexican fighter, being part of a really diverse and talented team like that and how it's helping your development as an athlete? Bro, it's 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 helped a lot, man. I mean, I was there when I started training. When we started doing this, like in professionally here in Mexico, when when I started myself, because these guys were already in. When I started going uh, at Interim, Brendan was already like a couple years ahead of me, or like four or five years. I don't know. I don't remember. And um, but back then there was not much of a landscape of MMA here in Mexico, and there was not too many doors that you could open to get yourself to the UFC, you know, there was not even weight classes of our weight class in, in the UFC. It was just 155 up. So the expectation we had was just try and do as big as we could on the, on the regional circuit and then just try and get some fights in the States. I mean, TJ has, has always benefited from the geolocation it has. We're right here in the border. So it was always a good level of MMA, a bunch of fighters that fought back then in TJ were afterwards fighting in the UFC. But there was not many, not, not, not much expectations. We were just doing it because we love to do it. And just seeing these guys get to the level they, I mean, Brandon, he, he's just awesome, man. I mean, I saw, I, I know this dude since 11 years ago, 12 years ago, and uh, just see him achieve what he achieved mentally. The person he became, the champion he became, like in the day to, in a day to day basis, it's just awesome, man. And and uh, that you can't have no better influence than that. You're just seeing a guy that you share uh, a bunch of years of training with, a bunch of other personal stuff that we lived through, and uh, seeing him get to the the pinnacle of MMA. It, people don't realize how, how hard it is to be a UFC champion and how unique of it it is here in Mexico. I always tell people that. For as much as you appreciate Brandon, I don't. I don't think you guys m measure the 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 big the 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 scale of of the achievement he 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 did. You know, because becoming the first Mexican champion after all he went through and after all M Mexican MMA went through. You know, it was back in the day, 2014, 2015, that the UFC door was wide open for Mexicans for a little while in Latin America, and then it just like close for a while because they were not adding too much too many latin fighters no more it was difficult again to get to the ufc brandon got caught uh back back in those times and it's just because of those guys that 
right now we're at the at the state of that, that we are right now that it's just super achievable to get to the UFC. There's a path, you know, to get to the to the biggest levels of MMA. And it's all because of those guys, you know, guys like Yair, guys like Brandon that kept on like grinding, kept on beating the best in the world and I don't just getting to a mental point that they they, they became unbeatable for a point, man, and, and it's just inspiring and and Brandon always says that, that he he says like the si se puede hard work and uh and just believe in yourself you know believe in the skills and and do whatever whatever it takes bro to 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 achieve it no and i mean look you got alexa grasso you know yair brandon brandon moreno yourself i mean all of the fighters if anything speaks to that it's the ufc putting in the performance institute right they they're you know what's that it's gonna be the third one and they already kind of know the mistakes they made on the second one in Asia. And so I think you guys are going to be getting the full on brunt of benefit from that. But if anything, that is speaks to the success of the fighters coming out of the region and the potential they see. So I, I'm like, was super happy to see that investment, you know, seeing the fighters that are coming up and I, hopefully you're going to be able to take advantage of that as well. Yes. It's so great to hear that you're kind of watching it build up. Can you just tell me a little bit? So you had, um, you're a fighter, but you're not just a fighter, right? You're a commentator in Spanish for Naciones on DAZN and Twitch. You know, how do you balance those two roles? And how does that experience that you have as a fighter influence your commentary and analysis? I mean, it, it, it's, it's an awesome job, bro. I, I love doing commentating for MMA. I love being around MMA in, in all aspects of it. And, uh, for me, it's it's actually made me a better fighter. I, I I I'm sure of it. That as as you asked the the question before, that how how I prepared mentally for for the last fight that I had, I I used all of that, bro. I I used the experience that I got because I I was injured for a little while, uh, and I had a back injury that kept me out of the sport for almost a couple of years. But between that, I I got the commentary gig, so I used to commentate every week for a different fighter, for a bunch of fights. So I always had to be studying about a, a, a bunch of different styles, a bunch of different fighters. And I got better, like uh, my mental game and my, my, how do you say, well, my knowledge, my overall knowledge about the, MM, the, the, the sport of MMA got better, I think. I got smarter. I was always a smart fighter, I think. But now I, I, I think I'm better because of it. Uh, and I love it. I, I love being able to watch and get get paid for it basically i'm a fan i've always been a fan of mma i was a fan before i was a fighter so i love watching fights and then i get paid to watch and commentate about him so it's just the best job in the world and as i said it's it's helped me grow because i get to see so many different styles i get to see so many different fighters i get to appreciate the sport from a different angle but being super involved in it so it's it's been a blessing bro having having that job and being good at it it's it's been a blessing and it made me better and and it, especially right now that I was out that I couldn't fight, it kept me in the game. I I I knew for sure that when I come back I was gonna come better. I was gonna come better because I was a better fighter mentally. So I felt that like I lost nothing. Even though I I had to stop training for for a few months. Once I come back, I knew I was gonna be better. Once I got my conditioning back, once I got my body to the best point that I that I had to as a fighter, as an athlete, better said, I knew I was going to be better because because of all of that, because of all the experience that I had accumulated as a commentator. 
Yeah, and I feel it's like the same thing if you're coaching, right? You're so deep into watching it that it's like you're it's a part of you. And so you're not just instructing, you're breaking it down. Like you're you're exactly. looking at it at each point in the the data of what just happened there. And so yeah, I could totally see how that makes you a better fighter as you go out there and you know you're having to be very technical as well and so having that base must be amazing for you exactly it, it, it is you 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 said it right because I, I i've always had like a, a good eye for coaching too i, I know I'm, I'm one day i'm gonna be a good coach i don't know if i want to be too much involved as a coach because i don't know I, 10 years from now i don't know what i'm gonna want but i know i'm gonna be involved in the sport of mma for the rest of my life I don't know to which extent, but but I've always had a good eye for coaching even other fighters and people, you know, like that are barely starting on this. And I've always loved to coach, too. I know in that in the beginning, as I was training myself, I, I know that that got me to be a little bit better to pay attention to the technical details of it. And it is similar, as you said. And right now to this stage, as I said, I got the commentator gig for a few years now and it, it, I've. I've used it as a tool as a, as well as coaching. Yeah, well, both you and Goyito are crushing it too and just love listening to the commentary and can't wait for the next one, which is just in what, like a week? A week? It yeah. is. Uh, it's yeah, this Friday. Yep. I'm not going to be there for, for, for this Friday. Mm-mm. I'm going to be till the next one, I think. But this Friday, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be commentating for, for another show. I'm blessed because I was not going well, to make it for this Naciones. So, uh, and then, um, Sean Merriman called me for, uh, the lights out event. Oh, so awesome. I'm going to be working cool. this weekend for, uh, the lights out event on here in California, Palma casino. It's right between Tem- Temecula, I think it's nearby. So it's not going to be a long drive. Oh, it's great to hear, man. Yeah. Glad you're, you're keeping busy out there. And I know you got a lot going on. Appreciate you taking the time away from training here today. And I, I know you're going to go do something right after this, but can you just, uh, for anyone who's listening or going to be reading this in the newsletter, how can people keep following your career and support what you're doing? And also, do you have any like sponsors that you want to give a shout out to as well? I mean, sponsors, I have a bunch here and, and TJ, um, they, I mean, they kept me alive this, this few months, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really hard when you try to concentrate, you know, and be a full-time fighter. Sponsors keep you keep you afloat, man, and, and because it's it's a full-time job. People don't know, but between teaching a couple classes and and getting my two or three sessions a day, the whole day goes by, bro. You don't have that 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 much time to to do anything else. So I'm always thankful to a bunch of uh, sponsors. I don't want to say a few because I'm going to forget a couple. And I'm <laughs> if, you wanna, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to email them to me, if you want to like message them to me or email the ones you think of, no, no, no problem. If not, other, yes, other way. But I'm happy to like tag them and just make sure that we're giving them the props as well. And uh, well, people to follow me, I'm 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 right there in social media as Torero Alvarado uh at Torero Alvarado in Facebook and Instagram and uh I don't use Twitter that much but I'm I'm there in Twitter too. And uh well nothing bro. Uh, I'm I'm thankful to you for giving me this window and uh I hope to see you soon in an event. Are you gonna be yeah. uh, when are you gonna be down here? Oh man, hopefully soon. Uh we got something <laughs> good brewing. Uh hopefully we'll have some good news here in the next week or two for um some people coming down the pipe for sponsors, but uh, super excited either way, just watching, uh, how it's continuing to evolve and, uh, Baloo and Hector, what they're doing to keep keeping it fresh and interesting, whether it's like the tryouts or the boxing. Um, I'm just a, a fan too. So I'm, I'm looking to be back out there again soon. Hopefully Monterey as well. Cause you guys, I think, 
Kalu was telling me December, I think they're going to be back in Monterey. So in Monterey? I, yeah, I had so much fun there and like really appreciate you guys like taking care of me and like, you know, obviously roaming around there by myself. So it's always nice <laughs> to have people that are, you know, extending hospitality and appreciate course, you man. guys. No, it's great. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. Balu, I, I met Balu back in the day in, 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 in Combate. He's, he, he was a, like one of the few first guys that opened the door for me back then. And I, we had, we had some great moments back in, in, in Combate and then uh, working with him in Naciones. Um, it, it's been awesome getting to still do this commentating gig uh, with those guys and getting to know all, all the Naciones staff. Uh, and I'm really grateful to those guys, bro, too. And um, hopefully I get to, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look for a, for a fight next uh, in October. I'm trying to see wh where it's going to be. I'm, I have a couple options and I'm trying to get the better option for, for my career. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to stay busy, bro. I'm, I'm, if, if I get to fight in October, I will. If, if everything's going my way and I'm healthy to try and get another fight before the end of the year. So that's, that's what's next. Well, I know you're going to be putting in the work, man. And when you get that next fight news, put it out to me. And I'll make sure to share it out everywhere. And just, Hey brother, thank you so much for taking the time today and looking forward to having you back again sometime in the future. Yes, sir. After my next fight, for sure. I'll be here again, bro. Thank you much for, for the invite, as I said, and thank you. Thank you much for, to anyone that's uh, lis listening to this and, it's going to listen in, in the future. And uh, thank you for op, uh, um, opening the window for me and to anyone that, that's going to get to know me because of this. Uh, I appreciate you, brother. We'll talk to you soon, man. Yes, sir. Thank you.